0: You're listening to episode 49 of the Beauty Business Podcast with me, Adam And If you don't know me already, well, I'm your host here on the show. We're here for the independent businesses in the health, wellness, and beauty industry. I want to help you reach your business goals through simple, practical, and focused business information. So whether you own or manage a beauty salon, a spa, a clinic, we're all about the foundations of building not only an incredible and rewarding profitable business, but above all, a stress-free beauty business. In short, I want to help you make more money, have more time, and simply enjoy what it is you do. Okay, sound good? Right, let's go. So how are you today? I'm recording this episode just as we wave goodbye to January and gently slip into February, which means a couple of different things. First of all, what the heck happened to January? already one month down of 2019, and I'm still finding bits of Christmas wrapping paper down the back of the sofa and trying to figure out where to put all the kids' toys. Actually, this is a little bit embarrassing to admit, but you know on Christmas morning, you open up your presents, and if you get, like, slippers or clothes, you might pull them on there and then to try them out, you know, well, you also get things like books, maybe some sort of games or some other funny little presents from people. You put them in a neat little pile and at some point on Christmas morning, you take them up to your bedroom or you put them in a wardrobe to sort them out later on, you know, while the rest of Christmas Day happens around you. Well, I noticed this morning that my neat little pile of books and funny presents is still sat on the floor in my bedroom, pretty much where I left it on Christmas Day. Well, okay, that's not actually true. It's kind of moved around a bit as I've attempted to put it away, But basically, it's kind of still there. And I'm a pretty neat person. I've been watching Marie Kondo on Netflix and thinking, how do people let their homes get this full of stuff? Well, maybe this is where it starts, you know, not putting your Christmas gifts away for four weeks. Anyway, where was I? Yes, February already, and I still have a pile of Christmas presents on my floor. But more importantly, and slightly more on topic, since November of last year, I knew that February this year was going to be a huge month because I've been creating something really special that I'm bringing to you at the end of February. Now, I hinted about this on the very first episode of the year, and I will tell you all about that in a minute. But to an already busy February... I'm also speaking at a very large industry event in London called Professional Beauty. Actually, I'm not just speaking. I have my own stage. How cool is that? So if you happen to be going to Professional Beauty in London this February 2019, then check out my business workshops. I'll make sure I put a link to the page and information in the show notes later. Now, not only that, but I'm also squeezing in a trip to Manila in the Philippines to go to another event and to attend the 25th anniversary of a software company that I work very closely with called Gumnut Systems International. But like I said, the really big thing about February is that I am very pleased and excited to announce the launch of the Beauty Business Owners Boot Camp. Now, this is an event that has been months in the planning and around a year in the ideas phase. So people, you guys, love the podcast. And i am always been asked when I'm holding events, when I'm doing workshops, when I'm doing seminars and all those kind of things. But as you know, I want to help as many salon owners that want my help as possible. And I can't be everywhere. Or can I? Well, the Beauty Business Owners Bootcamp is gonna be a week long virtual event, meaning that it takes place online. So every day for a whole week, I'm gonna be holding training sessions online, covering the biggest topics affecting independent businesses in our industry that will make a massive difference to your business in 2019. Now it's gonna be like the podcast, but in video form and in more detail. Plus, you'll be able to ask questions live and get answers to your questions just as live. So this is going to be a real event with all the bells and whistles of an in-person event, including downloadable guides, help sheets, live training, hangouts. Sorry, no food and drinks, I'm afraid. I haven't quite figured out how to do that on the internet yet, but all of it from the comfort of your own home, your own salon, or your office. Oh, and did I mention the whole thing is 100% free. Anyone can join, anyone can take part but only those that take action will get results. But this is open to anyone who really wants to grow their business, whether that's to get started out, to get more clients, to put in place a price increase, to make more money, to wrestle back control of some aspect of your business, or simply to help you gain back some of your time. Now, this is very much the flagship event of my Impact 365 goal for the year. I want to transform as many of your businesses as possible and as quickly as possible. So if you want to find out more or to get yourself signed up, and just so you know, you must sign up to take part, just go to salonbusinesssecrets.com forward slash bootcamp. And all the information you need is there as well as the button you need to get signed up. So that is what I'm really excited about at the moment. And that's coming up later in the month. But today... Today, we are talking about loyalty. What is loyalty? Does it still exist these days? Why is it even important? How can you create loyalty or build loyalty for your own clients within your business? And then how can you actually reward that loyalty best? So let's get started. So what do you think of when I say loyalty to you in a business sense? Do you think of a loyalty program or a scheme? Do you think of brand loyalty? Do you think about clients or customers, you know, sticking by a product, you know, come what may? Well, loyalty is kind of all of those things and all of those things are part of loyalty. And to some degree, it depends on the type of business that you are and the product that you offer as to how you actually approach loyalty. So let's start off with brand loyalty or business loyalty. Now, this is where a customer has such a connection with a business or a product that when they're making their purchase decisions, the normal factors of how they decide don't really come into effect because they have this connection, this trust and this bond that means they're happy to keep buying products from that company no matter what. Now, product loyalty, on the other hand, is where a customer is loyal just to a particular product. Now, often that product is available from multiple retailers. So while product loyalty is great for the producer of that product, for example, Coca-Cola, Shreddies, or I don't know, Dermalogica, the customer only cares that they get the product and not necessarily where they buy it from. They just look for convenience, which is a function of price, speed of delivery, and ease of purchase. Now, you've all heard me say many times that one of the biggest multipliers for any beauty business to be able to generate greater revenue to make more money is to sell multiple things, be that different treatments, packages, retail products, etc., to the same set of clients, right? Right. So as a business owner, you want to aim for business loyalty rather than just product loyalty. You want your clients to be loyal to you as a business rather than just to your 90-minute aroma massage or your oxygen facial or even just a particular member of your staff or more likely yourself for that matter. You want people to have that deep connection with your overall business that when you launch a new treatment or you put on an event or you take on a new product range or you take a step back from doing so many treatments yourself or you change your prices, your clients will still be just as loyal. Now, this is why it's incredibly important to make your treatments and your services unique, as much as possible anyway. The more you can at least make your treatments and services seem different to anything else that's available from a competitor, the easier it is to create that loyalty because you have a differentiator. So let's look at the example of Apple, the technology company. Now, love them or hate them, they have built an incredibly loyal following for their products. On the one hand, they sell laptops and phones and tablet devices and watches, but so does Samsung and Lenovo and Huawei and lots of others. Now, Apple are also much more expensive, but they still are the best-selling brand in most of these categories. Why? It's because they've done everything they can to differentiate each one of their products from their competition. Everyone sells laptops. Apple sells MacBooks. Everyone else sells tablet computers. Apple sells iPads. Everyone else sells smartphones. Apple sells only iPhones. See, they immediately set themselves apart by selling something only they sell, which means people can identify their products and their company as different to everything else. Now, there's a lot more to it than this, obviously. They happen to make an incredibly good product that's more beautiful than anything else, that generally works better, and on the whole, their customer service is very, very good. But the differentiator is the key. Now, I personally am very loyal to Apple. As such, I buy pretty much everything they sell, and I love it. I'll buy things that I haven't even seen yet. I wanted a HomePod before I'd ever seen or even heard one in real life because of my experience with the other products and the company as a whole. Now I didn't get on very well with the Apple Watch, but you know, no one's perfect. Now, I don't care that I could buy a much cheaper laptop that's just as light just as small and almost as sexy as my MacBook. I just wanted the Apple product. So when it comes to Apple, I am hugely brand or business loyal. Now, in contrast to this, as I think I may have mentioned before, I also happen to love pizza. Now, one of my favorite things to do on the rare nights that my wife goes out with her friends and I'm looking after the kids is to treat myself to a movie and a takeaway pizza once the kids have gone to bed. Now, there are largely three options for me near where I live. Pizza Hut, Domino's and another smaller pizza company. Unfortunately, none of these businesses has done enough to make their offerings unique. So when movie and pizza night comes around... I simply jump onto my iPhone, check out who has the best deal that night and order from them. Now, as much as I love pizza, when it comes to ordering it and from who, I'm not loyal at all, just as long as it's pepperoni. So loyalty still very much exists in your client's mind. In fact, with so much competition out there and so many options available and crucially, the incredible ease we all now have to check out the options that are available online in just a few seconds on our generically built smartphones, loyalty is actually more important than ever before. So what are the benefits of loyalty? Well, hopefully I've already kind of made that pretty clear. As I just said, Apple can count on hundreds of thousands of people just buying whatever they put out there, pretty much no matter what it is, because they've built that following of super loyal clients. So they create a new product or service and they pretty much know they're going to make money. Now, as your business inevitably changes, as you bring on new team members, as you you lose team members, as your treatments and offerings change, as you raise your prices and you bring on a a new results-driven high-end product house, you want your clients to embrace those changes, keep on booking in treatments, keep on visiting and buying from you. And you want them recommending you to anyone and everyone they meet who asks them where they go for their massage, facials, nail, brows, waxing, etc. Now, essentially, what we're talking about is growing your business, securing your business, And adding to that strong business foundation that I'm always going on about. So now the big question, how do you create business loyalty? Well, first of all, there are different ways for different companies of differing size. Apple, keep going on about them, but Apple spends billions on research, product development, focus groups, marketing and branding to achieve their customer loyalty. Now, I'm not going to be suggesting anything about multi-million pound advertising campaigns or anything like that. No. The good news is that for the independent beauty business, for you and your business, creating loyalty among your clients is actually far easier. You don't need massive budgets, fancy adverts and all that. You do need a great product, obviously, and a few other things. So here are nine ways to help you build loyalty among your clients. So starting off with, you need to get personal. Now, this is actually one of the most powerful strengths about being independent and about being in a client service business. You actually know your clients. Now, this is something that big businesses just can't do. I'd honestly find it creepy if I went into a big shop like a Nike store or a Whole Foods or a Waitrose. And when I walked in, all the staff turned around and said, Hello, Adam. But in your business, in a beauty salon, in a spa or in a clinic, this would actually tell me that I was valued, that I was known, that I was among friends. Now, it's a really simple thing, but just recognizing people by letting them know that you know who they are and that they're important to you is a really big deal. Now, it's even better if you have a way of knowing their preferences, whether that be their favorite treatment what they like to book and when, what times are best for them to book their appointments, what type of gel or polish they like to use, even just how they take their tea or coffee. This will make them feel special because it means that you're paying attention to them and that you truly value them as a client and you value their business. Now, at the end of the day, as consumers, really just as human beings, really, All we want is to feel valued, to feel that we belong, to feel that we have a purpose and a connection. Yes, to feel loved, but you know, that might be going a bit far when it comes to clients. That feeling of being valued is the ultimate loyalty builder. If you can truly make each and every one of your clients feel valued actually, not just feel valued like you're faking it, but to actually value each and every one of your clients, then you will have their loyalty and their trust. And that's the kind of one-two knockout punch right there. Trust builds loyalty, loyalty builds trust. And round and round and round they go. But be careful. Once you have that trust, once you've got the trust of your clients, they'll buy what you recommend, they'll book as often as you suggest and support you in any way that you ask. But if you even once break that trust, then it's probably gone for good. So along with knowing your clients, knowing their name, their preferences, and a little bit about them as a person, and by the way, you don't suddenly have to become like some amazing savant, use the notes on your booking software system or however you store your client records. You'll know when people are coming in from their appointments, so just take five or ten minutes at the beginning of the day to review your client records. You'll be amazed by the response this gets, trust me. In fact, this actually reminds me of an experience I had um Okay, quite a few years ago, when I worked out in Dubai. Now, I was working with a hotel at the time called the Burj Al Arab, which you've ever seen an advert or an image from Dubai, you'll recognize. It's the big white one that's built out in the sea that looks like the sail of a boat. Anyway, I was working with them to help set up their spa, and I was lucky enough to get a glimpse behind the scenes of how, at the time, the world's only seven-star hotel actually worked. So, when you stay at the Burj Al Arab back then, you not only got a hotel room, but you got your own butler. I know, welcome to Dubai. But... One day, I stumbled on the morning briefing for the butlers on the floor that I happened to be staying on. And because I was working there, you know, they let me kind of hang out. Now, this morning briefing essentially consisted of some daily admin stuff. But then each butler was quizzed about the guests staying on their floor or checking in that day that they were going to be responsible for. Now, they had to know three pieces of information about each client and five about the regular clients. Now, it could be anything from their favorite drink, the names of their kids, the last time they visited, who they work for, what their hobbies are, or even the type of pillow they preferred. Yes, the hotel actually had a pillow menu but I couldn't believe this. Imagine if you arrived at your hotel after a long journey to find your favorite drink waiting for you, a friendly welcome that dinner had already been booked for you at your favorite restaurant and then the perfect pillow on your bed. Would you feel pretty special? Wouldn't you be pretty darn loyal to that hotel? Anyway, I digress. Just like knowing a little bit about your clients, remember also that a simple thank you goes a really long way. Now, this goes hand-in-hand with valuing your clients. So always say thank you at the end of every treatment or service. You probably already do this, but do you do it every single time? Do you always mean it? And do your team members also do the same thing? Now, you can take this up a notch by sending emails or text messages after a client has visited you asking for their feedback. People love being asked for their feedback because, again, it shows that you value them and their feelings. Not to mention, it short-circuits anyone who hasn't had a wonderful experience and gives you the chance to do something about it before they complain on social media or leave you a negative review somewhere. Now, if you really want to stand out, try sending out a thank you card every now and then. You probably can't do this for every single client or every appointment, but if you do this every now and then, then it will seem even more special. Not only that, but if you do this for new clients... It's a really effective way to kickstart that loyalty muscle in them and remind the customer where they got that amazing treatment and then where they got that amazing service as fairly often people can kind of forget and just drift back to their old habits and drift back to their old salons and clinics. Now, if your most regular guests, you can send special thank you gifts to show how much you value their business. And if you can make it something personal to them, then they are going nowhere. Hashtag client for life. Now, next up is no surprise. Give Genuine customer service. Now, excellent customer service should be the aim of every single business, particularly a service based business like yours. But the reason I say genuine customer service is because it's not always clear what excellent customer service is, because it certainly isn't just giving in to every single client request. So, genuine customer service is straightforward for me. What would you want? How would you want to be dealt with if you were in the same position as your client? Now it starts with a smile and a greeting for all of your clients to make them feel welcome. Remember to be polite and as helpful as much as possible. Now assisting them and answering their questions easily and honestly and effectively will allow them to open up more. It'll allow them to feel at ease with you and to boost you a few rungs up that trust scale all at the same time. So when you do ask questions, Do it out of a genuine want to help them, to know them better so that you can make them feel better. You can offer them treatments or retail products that will actually help solve whatever issue or problem it is that they have and not just because you want to recommend a product to make a sale. Also, Don't overwhelm them with too many offers or questions. As I said in a recent episode, too many options and choices actually stops people buying. So when you have an event to promote or a product to recommend or a treatment to offer, be clear about why you're recommending it to them. And if they're not interested, leave it at that. Don't keep going. Sometimes your clients are going to not book in for their regular appointment. Now that might be because they're traveling, because they're ill, because they're busy, they're working, any number of things. But this is when it's most important to keep in touch with them. Now, fortunately, we live in a world now of about a bajillion ways to keep in contact with your clients quickly, easily, and in many cases, all at once. Email, e-shots, newsletters, SMS, text messages, Facebook, WhatsApp, Messenger, Instagram. They're all ways that you can keep your clients who aren't currently visiting you connected and informed about what's going on so they still feel like part of your overall community. Now, once again, it shows that you care about them and in turn, they will reciprocate and extend you their loyalty, even if they haven't visited you recently. Now, I've mentioned this before, but I am still a member of a gym that I haven't visited in about 18 months. Why? Because once a month, they send me an email with class times, latest news, member spotlights, etc. that makes me still feel part of the club, doing nothing for my fitness level, but it's enough to make me think, yeah. I might book into a class or go and lift some weights this week. Do you know I really should cancel that membership? Oh, look, there's another email. They just sent me with some smiling, happy, fit and healthy people on it. I'm good. And if you're not sure what to send, a simple newsletter works wonders exactly as I just said. And then there are all the other excuses to contact people too. You can send them a holiday greeting, a birthday message, tell them about your upcoming promotions that you've got on offer, anything like that. Personalised tips as well. Personalised tips and pointers and advice are also really, really powerful. Now, I don't mean send something out for each individual client, but you can send out a skincare tip for those of the clients who visit you about skincare-based treatments. You can send out posture and wellness information for your massage clients. You can send out makeup tips or makeup trends to all of your makeup clients. Now, if you want a little more information about how to do this how to segment is called how to segment your clients and contact them separately from one another then check out episodes 22 and 23 of the podcast which are all about email marketing as well as the even more detailed articles that are on my website i'll put a link to them in the show notes page for this episode now i've mentioned this one already but it's worth highlighting again Human beings want to be heard. And as customers, we like to be heard whenever we have a suggestion and especially when we're unhappy. So offer your clients an easy way for them to give you feedback after every treatment and encourage them to do so. Now, this way, you'll know about any areas that need improvement before they become a problem. And like I said, you can make adjustments and take action right away. You can bolster that customer service and trust whilst also preventing them from posting negative feedback or a bad review on social media. Now, if you want some inspiration for this, I've created a simple feedback form that you can copy or amend to use in your own business. You can use it as it is, or as inspiration for an email, for a text message or a survey form that you can create and then send out to your clients following their treatments. Now, your clients will feel that you're really listening to them and that you care about their feelings. And this is important because most people make decisions based on their feelings, not necessarily fact or the real world in any particularly rational way. How you make people feel is often the most important thing. Now, if you want to grab a copy of the feedback form, just head to the show notes page, which I'll mention at the end of the episode, or click the link in the episode description right there on your phone or tablet device or computer or Or if you're listening on a smart speaker, well, just listen to the end and I'll tell you where to get it. Okay, next up kind of goes without saying that all of this should become a habit. Caring about your clients, genuine customer service, and everything that I've been talking about is an everyday thing. It's not something that you can focus on one day and forget about the next. That's really not going to work. You really do have to care about your clients, which I'm sure you do, but you have to do it every day for all of your team, no matter how you feel. Having systems and procedures in place will really help immensely when it comes to this. For example, if you're having a tough day, and we've all had bad days where we just want to lock the door and not see any clients, you know this, and you happen to forget to thank a client, or you missed off the last stage of a treatment or something, knowing that you send out emails saying thank you and asking for feedback after every single treatment, as an example, means that you're still covered, and you have that opportunity to still offer great customer service, even if it has to wait until tomorrow. Now, my favorite way to create pretty much instant loyalty and also get referral clients is to over-deliver whenever possible. What can you do over and above what your client is expecting to make them smile, to make their day, to give them something to tell their friends about. Now, one of my favorite examples of this is when a client is having his or her treatment with you, why don't you offer a free jewelry cleaning service if this is something you can do? Now, also during the holidays or even all year round, offer a free gift wrapping service if they're buying a product as a gift. Now, this way your customer will feel extra special because you exceeded their expectations. An unexpected gesture or a random act of kindness such as this will leave a lasting impression that will keep them coming back and have them talking about you to their friends. And don't forget your employees either. We've been focusing on your clients so far, but it's not only important that you make sure your team are upholding all the same habits and values as you in your business, that they're all offering the same level of not only service, but also of customer service. But employees are an essential part of your business too, just like your customers. So make them feel rewarded and appreciated themselves. Don't neglect them as they are the ones that are facing your customers on a daily basis and they can literally make or break your business so loyalty among your staff is arguably more important than loyalty in your clients if there's one thing that i keep hearing about almost on a daily basis is that it seems to be getting harder and harder to find great team members so do everything you can to hold on to yours so all the same habits that you're putting in place for your clients put them in place for your employees Know something about them. Be genuinely interested in them and what makes them tick. Welcome them with a smile and by name, say thank you and send them cards, birthday cards, Christmas cards. Make your team feel valued and appreciated. Build that loyalty in them and they in turn can show appreciation and value to all your customers and loyalty back to you. So there you go. Those are my best tips on building loyalty. But what about rewarding loyalty? Is that part of the same thing or is it something different? Well, both, as far as I can see it, you need to build genuine loyalty first, at least some genuine loyalty using the things that I've just been speaking about. But to expand on that loyalty and to also reward it, you can have a loyalty scheme in place too. Now, this can be as simple or as complex as you wanna make it, but in my experience, the more simple you can make it, the more powerful it will be. Now, if you create a loyalty scheme that means your clients have to run through fire and jump through hoops to actually get anything tangible from it, that's probably only going to work for a very small percentage of your clients. It's not going to really build or reward loyalty on the whole. But something simple like have 10 treatments and get the next one free is easy to understand. It's clear in its operation and people can see exactly how far they are along the process and how close they are to that all-important reward. But that said, 10 treatments and your next one is free is so easy that everyone is doing it. So again, you're going to have to get a bit creative here. Now, it just so happens that I wrote an article and I created a free downloadable guide called the top 10 special offers that don't involve discounts last year, which just so happens to be the most downloaded thing I've ever created, aside from the podcast itself. And in there are some great examples of some loyalty schemes that you could try or you could create your own variation on. Now, remember, as I said at the beginning of the episode, you need to differentiate yourself in order to stand out, and it makes it easier to actually create loyalty. So the ideal loyalty scheme is simple to explain, simple to understand, but unique to you. Now, you can grab a copy of that guide by searching Google for top 10 special offers without discounts, as I believe I'm right there up at the top. But of course, I will put a link in the show notes as well. Now, I want to leave you with one extra tip about loyalty that I heard just this morning on a video I was watching on LinkedIn and it was by a chap that's actually become a a bit of a a contact of mine called Trent Mundy and if you don't follow him you really really should because he's got some amazing ideas on the way that our industry is going. Anyway he was talking about loyalty just this morning and he was actually talking about loyalty in terms of his um, frequent flyer miles. Now he is he flies around all the time he actually I think he's the um CEO, if I get this wrong, Trent, I'm very, very sorry. I think he's the CEO of Steiner um, and Mandara Spars. Again, sorry if I've got that wrong. Um, But he travels all the time. So he's always on planes. So he's racking up a lot of frequent miles. And he said that he recently achieved platinum status, which sounds really cool, but it basically just means he's doing a lot of traveling. But one thing that he achieved when he got that is not only platinum status and all the benefits that that brought for him when he's traveling, but... The airline that gave him that loyalty card gave him another one for his wife, who's also a busy professional who travels. Now, that means that he's racked up all these miles. He's gained all this kind of loyalty, but they've given him a card to give to his wife. So that's a huge deal. If he goes somewhere else now and he has to start racking up those miles, not only is he going to have to do it, but his wife's going to have to do it as well. So I thought that was a really interesting idea. So we focus so much on rewarding the loyalty of that particular client. But is there a way that you can actually reward their loyalty by offering a connected person to them, some additional benefits as well. So whether that's a friend of theirs, whether that's um, a sibling, whether it's a husband, wife, spouse, daughter, son, anything like that. Is there sort of a way that you can create your loyalty package that means someone else gets some loyalty beneficial from them that will mean more business for you? I just thought it was a really, really interesting idea. So I thought I'd mention it since I'm doing an episode on loyalty. But like I said, go and check out Trent's um, channel. He's basically doing this thing on LinkedIn where every single day he posts a sort of a two to three minute kind of idea, thought or business tip for the day. So do go check that out. Now, that's all I have for you today. I hope I've sparked some interest in you around the topic of loyalty. Now, as always, you can let me know your thoughts about the episode in the comments on the show notes pages at beautybusinesspodcast.com and simply look for the episode right there in the list that is on the homepage. Now, normally at this point in the episode, I ask you for feedback and... If you'd like to give me any then i would as always very much appreciate it however as you've listened until this point now i just want to remind you about the beauty business owners boot camp which will be taking place at the end of february go to salonbusinesssecrets.com forward slash boot camp for more information and to get signed up and if you happen to be listening to this episode later in the year after February, then do still go and check out that page as I plan to hold these a couple of times a year. So if there isn't one coming up, then we'll put a waitlist on there so that you can find out exactly when the next one is happening. Okay. Now, next week, I'm back with an episode also in the kind of sphere about clients. In fact, it's it's almost a follow-up to talking about client loyalty. Really, it's it's all about client retention. Specifically, what you need to do to maximize your client retention and also how to measure it so you can tell if there's an issue before it becomes a problem so if you haven't got a loyalty scheme in place and you've noticed your clients maybe disappearing or not coming back as often or you want to make sure they don't disappear and don't stop coming back as often or you're looking for a way to bring clients back then i'm going to see you back here in a week Of course, if you're one of our Netflix binge style listeners and you're listening to this later in the year, then just click on the next episode and you can learn all about client retention right away. Okay, I'm off to do some more work on my bootcamp training. Bye for now. I will see you soon.